to the small screen where two 20-somethings with too much free time tell you what to watch to keep boredom at bay and to avoid the void that is our current reality. I'm Nell. And I'm Rosie. This week we're going to be challenging each other who could have found the worst TV show uh, or the most trash TV show. Um, We'll let you decide who wins. But first, the headlines. The Golden Globe winners were announced in a socially distant Zoom-friendly ceremony. In an entirely unsurprising turn, every prediction that we made came true. That's what you come here for, startlingly accurate and impeccable discourse. If you want to hear our 100% reliable takes, go listen to our episodes where we discuss the Golden Globe norms. And please note that terms and conditions apply and the results of listening to Avoiding the Void may vary. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy was convicted of three years in prison today for corruption after he attempted to bribe a judge in 2014. Two of the three years were struck off and he gets to spend the one year in prison, quote unquote, under house arrest in his wife Carla Bruni's luxury mansion. The French really need to get back to their roots with this one. Vive la révolution! Lady Gaga's dogs were dognapped in a very bizarre story that had Twitter frantic and confused. Every article seemed to lead with the fact that the dogs were missing and not with the fact that the person who was walking them got shot. Thankfully, all are either on the mend or returned home. For more hijinks involving canines, we recommend the 2001 seminal classic Cats and Dogs. And those are the headlines. <laughs> what a film, Cats and Dogs. What a throwback. What I haven't a thought film. about that film in so many years. How did they do that? The I CGI. Incredible. <laughs> it, I really thought up. them cats and dogs were solving them crabs. Mm-hmm. Timeless, some would say. Absolute timeless. Um, <laughs> now, I have a question for you. Yes. What's new this week? Oh, let me tell you what's new this week. Um, Amazon Prime, Daniel Ratcliffe is back on screen. Um in a film called Escape from Pretoria, which is described as a tense race against uh, time thriller, uh, as a political prisoner plans to escape from the world's toughest maximum security prison. And it's based on a true story. Um, It looks, I've seen the trailer, looks really, as it says, tense. Um, I think, I mean- Where is Pretoria? I think South Africa. It sounds South Africa. I was gonna, ask. and then also based on the accents, I'm gonna say South Africa. <laughs> so, and the and the reason that they called Danny Ratcliffe's character the White Mandela, I'm gonna say South Africa. <laughs> you did that in the completely wrong order. <laughs> completely wrong order. You should have said White Mandela in <laughs> the accents, then because you think Pretoria is in South Africa. We mm-hmm. move. <laughs> yeah. So that looks fun and dark. Um, Then uh, also on Amazon Prime, the 1994 Little Women is on Amazon Prime. (gasps) Amazing. Chef's Kiss, if you've never seen it, probably one of the best adaptations of Little Women. I know we all stan 2019, but 1994 is going to be where it's at. Yeah. Um, Then... I saw this one and I said this is one for Rosie because it's got Tom Hardy in it. 
uh, on Netflix, Capone. Tom Hardy plays Al Capone. The film centers on Capone after his 11-year sentence at Atlanta Penitentiary as he suffers from neurosyphilis and dementia while living in Florida, to which I then thought maybe it isn't for us. (laughs) (laughs) I want to first on the premise of this. I thought Tom Hardy playing Al Capone in the 1920s, gangster, 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 cool, cool, gruff, gruff, like really up your, yeah. Mm. But no, man slowly declining (laughs) senility after prison sentence. Not not for me, really. No, 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 no. I'm Um, sure Tom Hardy's great in it, but... mm. It is an 18. I did see, so I'm intrigued. I'm sure there's he, going to be violence. I mean, he did be murdering people. That's that, exactly. So. Maybe, maybe gore. I don't know what's made it in 18, but I am going to watch it and find out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also, uh, I'm. I want to know if this is what you're. Is 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 this what you're going to be talking about? <laughs> Did it come out recently? It did. Is it Ginny and Georgia? No. Oh my god. I was tempted. (laughs) Okay. But that is another potential trash TV show, Ginny and Georgia, season one on Netflix. I can Um, bring myself to watch it. Yeah, it's been described uh, as um, Gilmore Girls meets Desperate Housewives. Um, Okay. And it looks trash and is getting absolutely roasted on Twitter. I um, see Taylor Swift weighed mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. The writers wrote in some line about Taylor Swift going through men very quickly and she mm. didn't let it slide. Yeah, I've seen like a couple of clips of a couple of scenes where it's like, it's very obviously like millennials trying to write Gen Z. Which kind of almost to me feels in the same vibe of like when Gilmore Girls was out. It's like an older generation trying to write teenage, you know, that kind of like disconnect. You can just smell it, can't you? Mm. It's like Riverdale. You can just tell the people who are writing this aren't actually mm-hmm. 17 years old. Yeah, um, but I do I mean, have a friend who watched it and okay. said it's like kind of weird, tonally all over the place. Um, it has like a mystery element um and it's kind of fun and stupid so I might I might genuinely give it a go because you might dabble yeah because I always need more trash (laughs) speaking of (laughs) I think I'm gonna go first because I think yours Mm. is gonna be more trash than mine Mm. this week I watched what I'm sure everyone has seen every time they've opened Netflix for the past couple of weeks, Behind Her Eyes. <gasps> <laughs> oh. I watched it. Yes, I did. I watched Tell me it. about it. Um, okay, so I'm going to take you through the journey of Behind Her Eyes for me. We've all seen the trailer. It's some kind of like psychological thriller. That is what you think. You see there's a married couple, the woman, the wife, black cropped bob, Chopping board, plain yes. white clothes, mm-hmm. airy, Rosamund Pike and Gone Girl. Those are the vibes. The husband, lovely, warm man, has an affair with a woman 
the woman somehow gets entangled into their lives. I had like cruel intentions, kind of like uh, kind of vibes, like Vicky Christina Barcelona. There was those kind of, you know, strange kind of weird psycho vibes. Um, there's magic in it. <laughs> No, 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 Rosie, no. So, <laughs> so. right. Um, this, this, it's <laughs> really bad. Um, <laughs> no. So you do for the first five episodes of a. How six, long is it? Six episodes. <laughs> Each episode's an hour long. For the first majority of the first five episodes. It is a psycho thriller. This woman, her name is Louise. She has an affair with her boss, David, who's married to Adele. Adele befriends Louise, sucks into her life, plays mind games with all of them. Adele, very scary, scary, scary bitch. Like very, no blinking, mm. staring to camera, lots of knives, stalks people, the like. Towards the end of the last, towards the end of the fifth episode, we found out a bit about Adele, the wife's backstory. She well, we we've always found out she was uh, in a uh, she was in a psych ward. She, her parents died in a fire in her house, um, and she goes into this psych ward and she meets this um, very lovable Scottish heroin addict called Rob. They made him Scottish. It was almost like they plucked him, Ewan McGregor right out of Train Spotting. It was incredible. And they and Adele, the wife, who is very sweet and young in these flashbacks, befriends Rob, and they become fast friends and they bond and they become really good friends and then Adele finds out about astral projection (laughs) (laughs) now we find out and this is deep into the the tv series and I mean deep no and it's and we find out that (laughs) we find out that Adele and Rob can make their souls their consciousness leave their bodies in glowy glowy ribbons that float out of their bodies and then can look around and travel around and go into other rooms <laughs> and, it, uh, ooh, and, then, and then we find these out we just find this out and they do it together and they have fun and they're in the forest and they're like wow and then <laughs> Okay, and then we, we it, throughout all this, throughout all this, Adele teaches Louise how to do this as well. The woman, the, the young black woman that, that David's having an affair with teaches him to do this as well. And we're like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> we never get told how they do this. Like, how, like, it's all like vague explanations and it just doesn't make sense. And you're like, why have they done this? Why are they telling me this? Final episode. <laughs> The final episode. So we've got four main characters. The main ones being mm. Rob, the heroin addict, Ewan McGregor, as mm. I will call him. Um, the Adele, the creepy wife, Louise, the affair, and the husband. Um, we find out in the final episode that Adele is controlling David because they killed Rob in the forest in a flashback. They killed him and they chucked him in a well. <laughs> In Scotland, <laughs> chucked poor you McGregor in a well what? when oh. he was on heroin. It was terrible, um, and that's what Adele's power over David is. That's why he just can't leave her and go live with Louise and be in love. Um, 
and then it's so complicated <laughs> I feel like I'm making it this is what I was feeling when I was watching I was like this is so I just wanted to sob I love a tv show that makes you just put your head in your hands yeah, really- <laughs> like what have I done why have I spent time on okay, this okay so we find that out in the last episode okay that's what we find out that this is what Adele, the creepy wife, is holding over David so that he can't leave her and he can't leave her. She, otherwise, she'll tell the police and she'll frame him. And then throughout all this, David's like, Adele always knows things, always knows things <laughs> because her soul is leaving her body and spying on him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's literally what happens. Crying. Um, and then, and then we, okay, and then we, it transpires that David decides to be with Louise and finally leave Adele and Louise is like yes I can have my mans I love him blah 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 and then but then Louise is falls for the oldest trick in the book she calls Adele and she says to her you're never gonna have him here's our entire plan to frame you for Rob's murder I'm gonna tell you on the phone and I'm gonna reveal it all you can't do anything about it because that's the smart thing to do in this situation. Adele. <laughs> I just need you to know that in my head, when Adele projects herself, she like stands with her arms open and like eyes roll back up into her head like Bran in Game of Thrones and like in anime style, like shoots out of her. <laughs> I wish I wish it were that it really all she does they just lie they just lie down they do the, and then this like really bright kind of faint glowy it looks like shit like this thing just rises out and it goes bloop 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 and Adele's is blue oh and then other people's are other colors because you know differentiation at what point in season two are they just going to find out that that's what everyone does when they zone out like in <laughs> quarantine we all just lay back on the bed and pretend to astral project our, our souls across the room well yeah there's no I'm explanation right. to it okay so the last episode louise has the the mistress has said we're going to take you down evil wife we're going to take mm-hmm. you down and this is exactly how we're going to do it step by step and you can't stop us Adele, then, (laughs) Adele, in her house, then sets the house on fire, Mm -hmm. gets high on heroin, injects Mm. it into her toes, lies back, calls Louise and says, I'm going to kill myself and it's all your fault and texts her that so that the police can see it and that it's her fault. So she's going to kill herself. And Louise... Instead of going to the police, instead of going to the fire apartment, goes to Adele's house, sees there's a fire. No one else in the neighbourhood seems to notice that there's a fire. <laughs> um, and then sits down outside the door because she can't get in. She bangs, she, bangs, she can't get in. She can't get in. And Adele is in the house off her face on heroin. <laughs> and, and then she's sitting on the door. She's curled up on steps. She's like, you know what I'll do? I'll astral project, project. into the house and <laughs> save her that way. Mm. So Louise, floaty thing, goes into the house and looks at Adele. And then Adele's soul comes out of her body. And then 
and then goes down the stairs. Oh no. And goes into <laughs> Louise's body. And then Louise's soul goes into Adele's body. And they swap. And Adele has effectively hijacked Louise's life. And then Adele, who is actually Louise, is on heroin. She's not used to the heroin. She's not a heroin addict because apparently the soul gets addicted to heroin, not the body. We must remember that. Um, <laughs> right. Because when yeah. Louise in Adele's body wakes up, she, she can't move. She's like, I'm not used to all this bloody heroin. I can't move. So she dies in the fire. And Louise, who is Adele, comes in and says, ha ha, I got you. Now I have your life and I have David. No one will take him from me. You think that's the end? You think? <laughs> you think? But no. Remember you and McGregor? I do. Remember him? <laughs> oh no. We told you he's a heroin addict. He's also gay or mm. bisexual. Mm. He likes men. We learn in the last episode he is gradually becoming obsessed with David, Adele's husband. Right. And we see in the one of the final scenes of the show that night that Adele presumably killed Ewan McGregor, they astral projected and swapped. So Adele has been Ewan McGregor (laughs) the whole time. The whole time. And then now- This is a body swap comedy. Now, Ewan McGregor is in Louise and and the last scene, they get married, her and David, and they drive off into the sunset. But uh, Louise throughout this has a son and the poor son is sat in the back knowing <laughs> that that's not his bloody mum. Knowing, knowing she's acting real weird. And um, yeah, and you and McGregor wins. And it was actually Adele who was murdered and thrown in that but well all those wow. years ago. So all it takes for the gays to survive is for the, them to astral project into a straight couple. Yeah, that's all it really takes. Right, so if, okay. you, if, you want, if you really want a man, <laughs> you learn how to astral project and you take <laughs> the life of his girl. You do that and you become a wow. Like, There's been... <laughs> the amount I took... <laughs> What kind of psychological thriller TV show introduces magic in the second to last episode and just goes, yeah? Was there not any like clues? At there all? was. There but, was. Like, looking back, but they don't like mm. do anything with it. Yeah. It's always like Adele knows things. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just. And in your head, that means oh, she's just got like some spy shit. Yeah, she's in your head the place. The, and then the first few episodes are really weird tonally as well because it's like a rom com at the beginning. <laughs> so it's like Louise and David, like, hey, it's a body hey. swap comedy. I love you. I love you. <laughs> and then yeah, and all that booky crap went down at the end. So <laughs> that's honestly incredible. Yeah, and I've just read an review just there in the Independent, <laughs> and everyone's talking about how it's like very strange that like a white man is now possessing a black woman's body and it's all very like get out vibes now Mm. um and it's also like the predatory gay man gets thrown Mm -hmm. in there and the writers don't really do jack shit with that and um messy 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 and long 
I six mean, six hours. I mean, just even... to learn that you and McGregor is inside. <laughs> Feels like a lot of unnecessary build up to the to the finale of you only find out in the finale that the answer's magic. And well, then you do some... know there's magic, but the answer, yes, is magic. Yeah, and then even among that, they have a world where this magic is established. Yet in the their con Adele's not very smart, is she? That she has to be told the plan. Why is she not just sneakily listening in on the plan? Is that not a better plot? Louise calls her up and says, We've got you now, Adele. David's on his way to Scotland to get the body. That just seems like a, a bonkers. That seems completely bonkers. Even the, the whole thing. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole thing is that you've set up a a plot device, which means this woman can spy on everything that Oh, no, doing. but they clarify. I think they clarify. Your soul can only go to places you've been before, obviously. Right. Because otherwise, how would it know its way there? It doesn't have Google Maps. But how do they know that? Because... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how, would, how would they who are hatching the plan know that? Passed down through generations, I presume. I don't know. I think from from what I remember, I was I was zoned out for a lot of this. <laughs> you were trying to astral project yourself. I was like throughout. <laughs> like um so I think she read about it in a book. Right. She might have been taught it. Mm. It's blurry. It doesn't fundamentally matter at the end of the day because you still don't bloody know what's going on. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And there's lots of funny memes. I can imagine. There's lots of funny memes on Twitter being like <laughs> lots of a lot of the black community has come out in full force on Twitter. Oh, Go have a look being like, how the hell does this Scottish heroin addict know how to style her 4C hair? Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um and it, yeah some funny some funny ones but yeah so that's what i watched wow um, yeah would you recommend <laughs> i'd honestly recommend because this is what this is the only time i paid for it and i got my flatmates in to watch it with me just watch the last episode you understand yeah. you don't need any you context. don't need any more than that no. the, the whole first major episodes are just Mm. oh she's a scary she's a scary lady how does she know all this Mm -hmm. and louise bless her the mistress she's dumb as pig poo (laughs) she is so stupid so much would have not happened like classic protagonist in a rubbish kind of horror flick yeah so much would have not happened the way it did if she was just went through the proper channel yeah Call the fire department. <laughs> Astral project to, to do what? Like that's the thing. It's like she Louise when she was sat outside and she knew Adele was inside, about to get burnt to death. She was like, "I'll astral project into mm, the house what? to do what? <laughs> Have a look around. Just watch. Just get a better view in the corner, isn't it? <laughs> there is a meme of that. See that meme of the guy sitting on the top of his door, just chilling." <laughs> <laughs> on the top of his door frame just that's 
the whole show. <laughs> it, and it's just so many plot holes. Just a bit silly, really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's not a psychological theory. It's magic. Magic. And usually I'm buzzing for some magic, but this... Mm. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. That's behind her eyes, 2021. <laughs> uh, wow. Can you top it now? No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> that's definitely worse than mine. Please I watch. I want you to watch the last. I'm gonna watch Just the go last. Go watch that. <laughs> See what I, I mean. I will. Um, my choice um was like because I was like I know our niche of like we love a historical drama. We do, and I had heard of this uh, historical drama on Netflix that came out a while ago but that on Tumblr um, people who I follow were popping off about because they're like this is so goddamn bad and I was like I need to save this for the right time and this week was the right time <laughs> and it's okay. called The Last Tsars <gasps> and it's about the Romanovs <laughs> I think I watched them. <gasps> My God, the journey I went. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolutely crap, batshit program. Where to start? I mean, first of all, it, <laughs> I, a, a good way to start maybe was with the, the Guardian review of it which is called it the historical drama that the whole of Russia is laughing at. <laughs> um, and it just absolutely rinses it because it is, it is English. So everyone's English speaking in it. Um, with Russian accents? No. Oh, good. With English accents okay. until I have, a, I have a point to make about this because I it, what they do with the accents is, awful uh, <laughs> it's half well about 70 percent drama and 30 percent documentary mm. so there'll be drama scenes and then so out of nowhere they'll have a talking head from a historian explaining what's happening can so, you a scene I can, <laughs> I can actually, but I don't want to recreate it because the one that I remember very vividly is um, Rasputin is um, fingering this girl. And over the top, there's a historian talking about how he had electricity coming from his fingertips. And I was like, what editor? What editor put, put that together? I could have gone my whole life without watching Rasputin finger a girl with a historian over topping like he had charisma, electricity coming up. That editor saw their opportunity and they and took it. it. Mm -hmm. That um, well, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, the none of this, all of the scenes, because it was the it wasn't entirely focused on the drama and they had so much time to cover in six episodes. They start from um, Nicholas II becoming Tsar with mm. like flashbacky bits of uh, him and 
Alexandra getting married, all the way up to um, Anna Anderson, which <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> um, so they've got hella time to cover in six hours. So every scene that they have has to be so perfunctory and to the point that the writing is just the character's exposition, like telling you what's happening. And then, <laughs> and then, over, then they'll cut to a historian re-explaining what just happened. And I th- you'd think that having a historian explain what's happening would mean that you don't need the characters to give you context. Mm. But <laughs> the, what they... the what it wrote in the Guardian was um, as well because they're giving so much like exposition to the characters. Every single line is laced with um, irony, hindsight, foreshadowing um, about what's going to happen in the future. And it, I was like, at one, I got to episode three and I was like, I dare you to have a single scene, like line of dialogue that isn't someone predicting what's going to happen. Like, it's that. It's like, okay, well, if you all know what's happening, then why the hell are you? Why? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? And this bit in this article says, as if there weren't already too much anachronism and hindsight in a world where the czar keeps saying, "I am the czar." Like, he has to like keep like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. <laughs> yeah, he has to keep like everyone keeps saying you're the czar to Nicholas as if he doesn't bloody know because they have to keep reminding him he's an autocrat so that he has all the power so he can do whatever he likes and then every now and then he'll be like I'm the czar <laughs> like yet yeah, we you don't need to keep telling us previously on yeah um it's just it's not subtle at all it's like it's as subtle as a brick to the head right um and some of the the writing within that, it like has it has some really like tries to be funny moments that don't land, and then doesn't try to be funny moments that really <laughs> do land as jokes. Um, in the first episode, the line that got me immediately, me being like, "Oh my god, this writing is so bad," um, is one of the characters talking to Nicholas before he um, before he gets crowned. And he's like all nervous and not sure. Um, uh, and because obviously he needs to be told that he's the czar. Yeah, so he this is know. the yeah, this is the I want to say the second instance in like the first 20 minutes that another character has to come up to him and remind him that he's the czar. And this character says, God chose you, divine bloody right. <laughs> Cockney, Cockney Tsarist Russia. Yes. Divine so, bloody right. Divine bloody right. And I was like, that is a diabolical line of dialogue, first of all. Um, and uh, there's like a lot of like shits and fucks thrown around just to make it a bit edgy. Um, there's a lot of sex scenes to say that there's a lot of politics that need to be fit in. They really made the time for <laughs> the sex scenes. <laughs> um, there's just, there's I've one scene. Were they political particular... sex scenes? Were they like, um, what do you think of <laughs> revolution? <laughs> I mean, there's there's one that's a bit a bit political, but there's, a, there's one where um, Alexandra gets absolutely railed on the floor by Nicholas and she's she, they're on like a fur rug and she's wearing like you know 
what you imagine like a, a wealthy widow whose old husband's just died and she mm. wears like a, like a black feather gown that mm. she comes downstairs and she's like officers I don't know what's happened to him she's like wearing one of those while getting he railed tripped. on this rug yeah um and I was like, this is, weird. why am I watching this? <laughs> take a step right there. Yeah. Me, huh? when, does she start astral projecting? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, like, Rasputin, like, fucks his way across Russia. Of course. In, that's, in a, that's, that's just historical accuracy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and quite honestly, Rasputin is the best part of this entire show like the (laughs) do they do do the whole his death sequence they do but that's interestingly the most boring part they like exactly no they drop the ball on the most fucky part of his story (laughs) that's the the, best thing about him exactly right so they like (laughs) first of all Rasputin is northern (laughs) (laughs) So they introduce him in Siberian, and he's he's got you've got no quarrel with me, and sort of like energy to like northern gruff northern man Yorkshire accent, and then you realise that everyone in Siberia has like Yorkshire accents, so their equivalents. Their equivalency is that Yorkshire is the Siberia of England, which they do later. I, oh my god! I took a screenshot of the bit where the character, like our historians, describing um, Siberia, and I was like, oh, so this is what they must think of Yorkshire, um, barren wasteland, a barren waste. Yeah, it literally, very literally like that. Um, it says. You've got to understand that Rasputin's home village, it's the frontier, herds of reindeer, it's wild. <laughs> so that's the the accent choice that they made there. They did that. Yes. Was um, truly impeccable. I just pictured the writers in, in like, sorry, being like, oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. what this reminds me of? All those Northmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rasputin Northern. Mm-hmm. So they, I was like, okay, if they're going to commit to this, then it's what it's the same way that um, a lot of like TV shows make poor people cockney. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a good use of it, but I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, um, but then, but then way later, I realized that all the Bolsheviks and revolutionaries had Russian accents. Explain that to me. So, so Rasputin's northern <laughs> English, and all the all the all, revolutionaries, all the what royal family are Queen's English, mm-hmm. and then the revolutionaries have a Russian. Russian accents. Yeah, so like they're speaking English with Russian accents. Yeah, right. Which to <laughs> me very much signifies them saying these are the other. Yeah don't trust them and yet they have the accurate accent yeah 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 i don't understand it yeah so back to rasputin um he 
there's an, another scene that I like fully screamed at because I I full on gasped like hand over mouth when I realised he was northern. Um, there was another scene where they um, tried to explain how he like went into nature to like fall in love with the Russian landscape, <laughs> but the budget clearly only had time to film him in this one forest. <laughs> it like it's got like a slow-mo sort of edge to the camera as it, it like follows him like stumbling through a forest and he like stares up into the into the trees um and like he like leans on his staff and it's all in the same place and then it just hard cuts to him hooking a tree and snapping a bit of bark off and staring at it <laughs> I was like, and from that moment on, I was like, that's my Rasputin. He com- <laughs> he commits and he really does commit. Um, he, as I say, fucks his way across Russia. They do loads of what I ended up dubbing as Rasputin reveals, where a character or his, one of the historians would say something like lingering or heavy as if to be like, um, there's like someone needs to arrive and then they'd like hard cut to Rasputin somewhere and it was so unsubtle this is how they ended the first three episodes in the same way the first episode Alexandra's going there must be someone holding Alexei and then it hard cuts to Rasputin walking through a forest in the snow and I'm thinking he's on his way he's just got to keep fucking his way across (laughs) Russia to get there um and then Later in the second episode, a historian goes, what they needed was a miracle. Another hard cut to Rasputin for heavy footsteps walking into a church. Um, (laughs) And then um, at the end of the third episode, um, Nicholas is on the phone calling, um, oh God, I can't remember, those women that introduce him to Rasputin. And he's like, you said you know someone. We want an introduction. Cut to someone's feet are at the door. It's Rasputin. And that's how they end episode three. I was like, how many times can you end? You're ending the episode the same way every single time. (laughs) What do the people want from Saurus Russia? They want Mm -hmm. Rasputin. Tease it. He has loads of orgies he's like super messy and gross but also he's like he he's captures the charisma that I think Rasputin needs to have that you can understand how he's like that gentle calming figure that makes everyone trust him mm-hmm. so I really like I fuck with this Rasputin yeah um, it's just everything else and all his dialogue and yeah. everything about it that's bad um so watch it just for Rasputin I frankly. will the Sean Bean of Saras Russia I'm all over Mm -hmm. it already it's just unfortunate that they um they fuck his death a bit it's just a bit boring how many how many ways did someone try to kill him is it like nine something stupid they just went with the um, gunshots stabbing drowning ice Mm. and what did they they just went with poison and and shooting um and then the final Rasputin reveal is his frozen body coming out of the river in the next episode he's like this it's really quite baller I was like that's a final if that's a final Rasputin reveal 
Oh, actually, no, they dig him up out of his coffin at some point. So that's a that's a that's the final Rasputin reveal. Um, and then after Rasputin dies, I just started getting mad because obviously at that point the fun part's gone because he just he brings all the 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 weird the shit. drama. Yeah, um, he was and, truly mad. Mm-hmm. And then it it tries to like get into the the politics. They have episode five is called Revolution, and yet they do such a poor job of explaining it. Um, and then obviously episode six is the pew pew um, shooty time house. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was like, to say that they've just spent the first four episodes telling us how incompetent a king he was, like an emperor he was, they really have done nothing to explain how this revolution came to be except like um so much sex yeah they were like oh essentially it just it ended up being like oh there's loads of uprisings and then they took over and everything was bad and it's like and and lenin's here now no we won't explain how he got there lenin is the big bad you know (gasps) it kind of had that energy um to it and i was like this is so weird like at one point they were like one one of the historians he must have been quoted out of context because I was like surely a historian wouldn't say this because, but he said these revolutionaries weren't the sort of people you'd expect um they were educated and I was like what <laughs> what, what are you trying to say huh? <laughs> excuse me um and then and then <laughs> any revolution ever yeah um <laughs> Uh, and then at the end when this <laughs> they said uh, can you imagine a more sinister name for a house than the house of special purpose which is what they called the house in the Katerinburg and I was like yeah yes. I can think of a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> the, the house of special purpose could quite frankly mean anything yeah. um, and then that like same yeah that same historian said that there's nothing no, nothing more barbarous in history than the messy slaying of the imperial family in Russia. And I was like, I can think of a few things. <laughs> I can think of a few things that are more barbarous than that. Um, you know, I, I, if you can cast your mind back to uh, a, a few earlier episodes, you brushed over quite quickly the fact that Nicholas II ordered many pogroms across Russia. You kind of mentioned that in a throwaway line being like, oh yeah, and Nicholas II was violently anti-Semitic and uh, blamed the the Jews for everything. I was going to say, excuse me, sir, do you recall the Holocaust by any chance? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, but even Nicholas II had done that to... I was like, even you admitted this. In Russian history, there is more barbarous things. Yeah. Many Um, more barbarous things and I was it just made me annoyed in the sense that I was like I'm not against you feeling bad for how they died because hmm. you know it's Don't not nice it as history it's it's not a nice thing obviously there is a part of you that's like oh this is uncomfortable but at the same time without the 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 nuance of from earlier episodes of being able to like understand 
properly properly understand how they got there and it is a kind of what goes around comes around sort of thing and you know he did he did drive them there essentially he was behind the wheel of the car the entire time it it just ends up creating this like sort of hero villain thing Mm. which is not what you need for this point of history you need to have like a really complex look at both sides so you can Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it feels unbalanced at the end. Mm. So like all the like fucky bits at the beginning, you're just kind of like, oh, but this is where it ends up going. Yeah. It's to you. You obviously had the time and the budget that you could really go into this properly, but you decided to just be like, look at these cool czars Mm. and look, they got murdered. Yeah. And to be fair, I think they did a really good job with the impact of the, the, their death. Um, I don't I think there are slight changes it might be just from what I remember of what I've been taught about how it went but I I think it's mostly accurate Um, that bit anyway the rest of it is wildly inaccurate (laughs) Um, there's a reason that like Russia's like have you fucking seen this trash because there's no nuance there's no like there's nothing interesting about it it's like watching it as if you knew literally nothing about russian history yeah <laughs> at all you maybe would want it'd be like an introduction if you were doing it in school like minus all the sex parts mm. if you got rid of all the sex scenes you could just show it in school as like a basic overview they've they've shot themselves in the foot there you can't even who are you going to show it to you Exactly. In schools. I get, you know, I don't. It can be well, like Russian Russian history with the side of sex education. There you go. <laughs> Two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's just. And then the weirdest part that I found of all was on top of how there was a third perspective to this story. It wasn't just the drama of um, Nicholas and Alexandra plus the historians, they also had a narrator within the drama side who was who was from the future in the 1920s looking back on it because he was with Anna Anderson who was the woman that pretended to be or thought she was Anastasia oh because he was he was the uh, the, and the narrator was the um the girls's uh, tutor So this, they got this third. So there's flashbacks and flash forwards within the drama as well. So as if there wasn't enough changing perspective going on, (laughs) you've also got this guy in the future, which I also I didn't understand why we needed, considering that we know that Anna Anderson was not Anastasia, Hmm. therefore not linked to the Romanovs. Because they all died, she never met them. That was kind of that's kind of a separate extra part. I don't understand doing a whole series about her. That would be that would yeah. make sense. Or a whole series about one. I don't know why they brought her in at the end. And then they just had some documentary bits going over like what happened after they died. Weird show. So it's like almost like three people tried to separately make a documentary in three rooms. Yeah. And then they mashed it together, mashed it together. Uh, with a hammer. And that yeah. was, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, the actors tried their best, bless them. <laughs> bless, bless their cotton socks. They, they gave it a go with what they had. 
Well, <laughs> like Rasputin Sean Bean sounds fantastic. Yeah, he's he's great. I will say, I think the woman who played Alexandra was also great because I hated her. Nice. Um, and she was that like brand of I'm right and why does no one else listen to me mm. that I think that you need for the Romanoffs. And the guy who played Nicholas was like the right level of pathetic as well. Mm. So, like, the vibes were there. It's like you almost wish that they had, like, a genuinely good script. Yeah. Because I could see those actors, like, actually properly giving it a go. Alas. Um, Why didn't they just dramatise it or just do a documentary? Like, mm -hmm. I don't don't know. Or or they didn't even use it to its full potential because why would you need the historians explaining the context of things if the characters are already doing (laughs) Why do the same scene twice? It's like, now that your father has died, now you must become the Tsar. It's like that level of explaining what's... Yeah, and his father's lying dead there. He's like, and now you're the Tsar and your uncle's over there and he is your sister advisor. You are the Tsar, so you are the autocrat (laughs) and you must decide that you must rule Russia what a what a crazy show wow sweetie you watched all of that yeah and i only watched six episodes of bookie magic thriller this was only six episodes to be fair. fair so we spent the same amount of time fair um and i do want you to watch this because it's the, the see... fucky bits are that fucky i want to see yorkshireman Rasputin. yeah oops rasputin yeah um yeah god speaks through me (laughs) i'm from siberia (laughs) to my village (laughs) simple there (laughs) when he gets when he gets poisoned oh that's smart (laughs) does i that's what it's like he's like everyone's trying to kill me knocks it back oh bloody hell oh oh well that sounds fun no and i think equally bookie on both Mm -hmm. on on both parts yeah well that sounds good we've got astral projection and we've got some Mm -hmm. fun russianness um but yes there you go we've gone back to our our remit of finding weird tv shows and telling you all about them Mm -hmm. um don't go watch Behind Her Eyes. Or if you do go watch Behind Her Eyes, just watch the last episode because it's really weird and fun. And you will understand. You genuinely will understand what's going on. That's how useless <laughs> the first um, five episodes are. Yeah, and I'd only re- recommend going to watch The Last Tsars if you already know about Russian history and want something really funny to laugh at. And maybe want to go see Yorkshire Rasputin. Yeah. He he is the draw. Episodes one to four. Oh, why? <laughs> and and then you can just like skip skip to the end of episode six when the pew pew is happening, and then that's it. <laughs> Tidy. Yeah. Tidy. But yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll try and find a good TV show to review next week, and then mm-hmm. we can chat further. Mm-hmm. Farewell. Farewell. See you soon.